magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show. This is episode number 580. Uh, let's start off by thanking our Patreon supporters. If you want to help us out by supporting us on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. You make this wonderful podcast possible, also known as a party cast. Um, party cast. You ready to party? I'm always ready to party. Um, glad you're glad you're feeling better. <clears throat> oh yeah, we didn't record last week. I had the weirdest sore throat. I don't want to say I had strep throat because I don't know that that was it, but it was something like that where it like crept up into the roof of my mouth with just like painful stuff everywhere. Maybe it was just full blown throat herpes, but uh, yeah, it was just rough. I probably I don't know could have toughed it out, but. You know how it goes. Yeah, no big deal. Well, t- today is um, the day of. I'm using my AirPod Pros as my headphones instead of my typical ones because the that's what looks different about you. I was going to ask if you got um, a haircut, but you just don't have headphones on. Yeah, but the like the thing is, it's the transparency. Like, just I sound so different when I talk compared to <laughs> my normal headphones. Is like throwing me yeah. off, but. Um, yeah. So it sounds like today people are getting their Vision Pros yeah. and kind of following along in the Mac Rumor Slack as uh, mm-hmm. as things have been delivered today. Yeah. I haven't followed it at all. So what's your hot take on the the early impressions? Uh, oh, so well, I watched. So as of, as of this recording, like the review embargo for everyone that got an early unit is up, mm-hmm. um, which you know is basically the. Uh, usual elite youtubers (laughs) yeah you know like the uh the verge and mkhd and i justine and all those other people right um so i spent i don't know a a silly amount of time watching all these different videos and like most the thing is like the the uh they all tested the uh facetime stuff together so i think there was like Mm. a lot of sort of like cross-pollination with regards to how everyone felt about the thing so as a result it's kind of the the reviews or early reviews kind of are like lining up way more than they usually do i think because i think they were just like didn't know anyone else that had a vision pro right so they were just using like the vision pro facetime probably talking about the vision pro right and then like sure enough the you know everyone's kind of got the same takes on well i almost um, feel like also um, cause I, the only thing I have watched is I watched part of that video where like I Justine, like MK, MKBHD and, uh, Brian Tong or whatever, do like a FaceTime call together. Yeah. And, uh, it's creepy, man. Like I, I keep trying to have an open mind about the virtual avatar thing and thinking back to all the times Apple released something and everyone like dogged on it for being stupid yeah. or whatever. I mean, and then thinking better, like, right, okay, like... you know, in, in four or five years, like this will just be super normal and not weird. But like right now, to me, it's weird. Yeah. And uh, I don't really like it. And and the other thing is, I think that um, I don't 
I don't really think there's much to be had, especially on day one. Um, or I don't know how long these people have had them, but probably not more than a week or two max. Um, I don't think there's much more to be said that wasn't discovered in their demo sessions, even though yeah, they were like yeah. highly guided and stuff. Once you get the thing home and you're like, okay, I can do whatever I want. Like, what is there really to do that you haven't actually done? You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so yeah, that's why like... I kind of feel like all the reviews today could have probably been written before they even got their headsets. <laughs> yeah, it, today, um, you know, it would be it being launch day, I guess the the sort of interesting thing is seeing the uh, different kind of third party vision apps that have yeah. Yeah. sort of sprung up. And so far, there's not a ton that are like i mean you know it, it, again you know it's a, not not a slight at all on the headset like of course you're not going to get like the killer app on day zero on this kind of yeah. thing right but it seems like most of the apps that i've seen so far um kind of are novelty kind of stuff yeah. it feels like um like i think maybe the coolest one so far and, and this is kind of squinting pretty hard on what makes it cool is the it seems like the wayfair one will mm. um so so a lot of the different furniture apps like the ikea app and, and everything else for, for quite a while i've had that so whole like uh seeing mm. your space 3d functionality you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where you can like Am uh, amazon even does this on some stuff where you, know, you tap the thing yeah. and it like you know it was very helpful when i bought is. my tv yeah, I could see how large it was going to be on this wall, actual wall I was putting it on. And, and and so those types of apps and functionality, uh, kind of unsurprisingly, inside of an AR headset, are mm. way cooler. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's not like, oh, all right, I'm like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like you can get a real good idea of like how like a dresser is going to fit in your room by like looking at your yeah. phone, right? But you're still yeah. like, but I always thought that like the Apple augmented reality kind of failed a little bit in its usefulness in that like i'm looking at this through a six inch screen or whatever like yeah. I, I get the idea but it's not like what it should be whereas like the vision pro stuff seems like it's kind of what it should be which well I mean, that's cool i, I hate guess. to i hate to use apple's marketing term but that's some spatial computing stuff right there where you could be like i'm gonna furnish this whole room and then walk around it and see how it feels yeah. and see how that couch feels right there or whatever and is it in the way of this or or you know that's stuff you can't really do with the AR, at least as well. Um, so that's cool. But I mean, like, you know, how often are you like furnishing an empty room or, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah, how useful is it's, that as an early adopter? Probably kind of tricky. Much, like, but... I mean, again, you know, and there definitely are uses for this. I mean, like, yeah. you know, if you I, I mean, the problem is you got to get so far into the hypotheticals, right? It's like, OK, so yeah. imagine like you're an interior designer right. standing yeah. in someone's like fresh built house. Yeah, and you like build out kind of what you're thinking of doing, and it's all inside of AR yeah. on the Apple Vision. You hand it over to someone, and it's like, yeah. oh yeah, okay, cool. Like I I see all this because like you yeah. know when we were remodeling our house, like I'm sure you you experienced this too. Um, you know, visualizing these things is uh, pretty difficult, you know, and you definitely yeah. wind up with stuff where uh, you know the the tiny little swatch that they give you expanded out mm -hmm. to a whole wall or They're totally different you know yeah. like your countertops expanded out to your entire kitchen it's yeah. like mm, i still like this but it doesn't definitely doesn't look how i kind of imagine yeah. it looking you yeah. know yeah. um so i guess that would be sort that would be sort of an interesting use case but again like you know is that a four thousand dollar uh 
you know, like I don't. If you're an interior designer, and given what they like charge for those sort of services, I don't think that's a big deal at all. If you're going to be able to use that for jobs going forward, I don't think that's a huge expense for something like that. Um, But yeah, I, I. I don't know. The the use cases will reveal themselves in time. And I think that's the problem with like a day zero or day yeah. one sort of thing. Um, but well, what I would, I would like this. A, a lot of the apps too are anywhere between like nine, they're 20 to 30 bucks. Yeah. 1999 to 29, which like, yeah, I feel like left after buying the headset. Well, but I feel like that's pretty close to exactly what I predicted. Cause it's the same thing that happened with the iPad, you know, it was like, Oh, this yeah. dipshit just spent a thousand dollars on this tablet. They're going to spend $10 on a game. No problem. Right. <laughs> and he did because it's like, okay, well, I, this, there's, I have no software for this. So let's go. And when those developers don't sell a hundred thousand units, they're going to freak out and drop them all to 99 cents. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, and some of the, uh, kind of like use cases that I've seen in the in the uh review videos were sort of interesting. Like the um the woman from the Wall Street Journal whose name's escaping me right now, uh Joanna did, Stern. Yeah, yeah. She um she did a pretty cool one where she was like cooking with it, right? And mm-hmm. she would be able to spawn these windows of, of timers in mm-hmm. like real time. So she could like put like yeah. a a 10 minute timer over this one pot, a five minute timer over this one pot and like a yeah. timer like on the actual oven and stuff, which I mean, that's that cool. cool. Yeah. But like I ask my uh, Amazon lady to do that yeah. and it right. serves yeah. the same functionality <laughs> yeah. because I, instead of wearing a headset and positioning a window over my pot, I just say like, yeah. Hey, a word. Uh, well, I can't, I, <laughs> I can't even imagine a timer for 10 minutes on pasta or something like that. You know, I can't even imagine having a headset strapped on over your whole face and then cooking and like leaning over a boiling pot with steam and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. That just seems, but it's a neat idea. Um, The other thing that was kind of interesting to me uh, of the videos is that if you watch the uh, MKBHD video of Mm -hmm. like his pass through, that was all shot in a studio that's like extremely professionally lit, right? So like his mm-hmm. pass through video looks real, mm-hmm. but um, you know, like the other people that were um, capturing video of what they were seeing in the device through like the screen recording functionality or whatever that were in more low light environments, like mm-hmm. it really seemed to me like the 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 pass through uh, kind of became significantly less realistic because you're dealing with like. Uh, camera noise in low light and mm-hmm. stuff like that right mm-hmm. um which i yeah i don't know how big of a deal that is in like day-to-day use i mean maybe it's not a problem at all yeah. i don't know it's just uh yeah you know, a little little surprising but well so nothing that's going to make you jump out and go buy one no honestly like i um i i was worried that the initial reviews were going to like make me have like extreme fomo yeah but i honestly like so far everyone's takes is like I definitely want to try one and yeah. I'm very happy I didn't buy one. Yeah. I at least at this stage, you know, like maybe that'll yeah. change in the future. Like as, For as sure. more apps come out or there's some kind of, you know, price drop or, you know, obviously a future model that's, that's better or cooler or whatever, mm-hmm. like then that'll change. But like, I definitely don't need, I definitely didn't need to spend $4,000 to like run Apple maps in a augmented window in my living room <laughs> kind of thing, you know? That's kind of how I feel. Like I definitely have the uh, sadness of not having the shiny new thing that everyone's playing with. But also, man, just for that price, it's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Half the price, I probably would have caved. Um, and but I don't uh, know, maybe so. Apple stores, I guess, are starting demos for just normal people yeah. on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to. 
I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to have time to get out there because our Apple store is kind of far away, but like, I presumably you can book appointments or whatever online, but like, I wonder how I feel after I try it, you know, because like, mm-hmm. it's real, the, the, the problem with all this VR stuff, you know, as we mentioned mm-hmm. before, is like very, mm-hmm. it, it, arguably impossible to get across the idea of like what the actual like 3d looks like, right? Like there's mm-hmm. an extreme difference in, um, what was that? The, uh, one of the first Oculus space shooters, it was like Eve, Eve Valkyrie. Does that sound right? Mm, yeah. I, the one uh, where you're in like the cockpit of the ship yeah, and when, stuff. Yeah. When you watch the trailer of that on YouTube on a, you know, mm. normal 2d screen, it's like, okay, that's like every other space shooter I've ever played. Right, right, right. But like the experience of like, fuck, I am like sitting in the cockpit and I can like look down <laughs> at my legs and like <laughs> yeah. look down at the gauges and all stuff. Like this is extremely yeah. cool. Yeah. And that just like absolutely does not translate in. Yeah any video you know so like yeah maybe the 3d stuff particularly like the 3d movie watching is cool Mm -hmm. um i i I just i don't know i think probably my biggest use case i want to see after some time some people talk about is like um you have family members spread around far distances and you all got one and then see how that changes your dynamic of like you know phone calls to check in or FaceTime videos or whatever. But now you just like 3D hang out in a virtual space because you all have yeah. this headset or whatever. I feel like that's a neat use case. I mean, that... that's what Facebook tried to do with the MetaQuest originally, mm-hmm. though. But mm-hmm. but I guess it, it, it remains to be seen like for, you know, kind of like normal people. Mm-hmm. It is this weird sort of like created avatar thing for you. Mm-hmm. Your persona or whatever Apple calls it. Mm-hmm. Like, is that functionally that much better than kind of like the sort of like uh me maker kind of avatar that you had in the uh meta quest VR yeah. universe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. And I also I almost think like the, the uncanny valley nature of the uh Vision Pro personas like makes it maybe a little bit worse than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be weird. Like I think of like my kids. Um, who FaceTime with family all the time. And if we were suddenly like, look, you can just put this headset on and like visit mm. grandma or whatever. And then they're seeing a weird like video game version of grandma. Like, uh, you know, is that going to just be like a normal thing to them or will they think it's weird or or what? Like, is this weird to us? Cause this is, we're grownups. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to try like been really racking my brain on what this reminds me of and i feel like there was either like the the illusionist maybe was like where they were like summoning ghosts as part of a magic trick or whatever like that's Mm. really what Mm -hmm. what this looks like to me is that like it looks like a weird like dated special effect out of a movie more or less yeah 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 totally which i mean you know to be fair it's it's a beta they you know apple is very open about the fact it's a beta and everything else like i get it you know like that's that's yeah. that's fine but um yeah. there's i don't know it's just bizarre to have things like that that you need to do these extreme caveats of like this is a beta on a piece of hardware that is costing people anywhere between like four to five thousand dollars out the door right? right right yeah yeah well i agree i want to do a book an appointment and try one um but yeah i just can't justify i can't think of anything that would justify spending that much on it right now for me yeah. at least but i do i mean there's a lot of game stuff coming out more than i thought 
um there's a lot yeah, of like, like the, vision the pro specific games and a lot of games yeah. have updated with like support or whatever i don't know i haven't looked too closely into <clears throat> anything that's like really a game-changing experience um i think it's more of like when ar became a thing and everyone was like we have an ar mode and it was just like the game with the real background behind you or whatever yeah um so but, there, and, uh, and then there's like some ports of existing vr games so right so like right now uh in the middle east is kind of you know midday on friday so a lot mm -hmm. of stuff seems to be like popping up constantly but um right now super fruit ninja seems like the maybe the coolest game for mm -hmm. this but it's i mean mm -hmm. that's just fruit ninja vr but with uh you know the apple vision pass through so it's like you're mm -hmm. slicing fruit with your hands in your living room instead of on a you know platform or whatever yeah which yeah that's cool i guess i mean it's it's neat that these things are included in apple arcade so you don't need to spend right. 20 bucks on it or whatever i mean that's yeah that's kind of cool but i don't i just i don't know so far absolutely nothing that i've seen from this has has made me feel even like a slightest inclination of like oh man i fucked up not ordering one of these mm -hmm. yeah kind of the same here um but i, I do know. we do keep bugging apple to get send us one if they sent me one i'd be happy and i'd i'd cover all the games apple i mean it's only it's only the thing is like it's only gonna be cooler right like that's yeah. and so you know if if you're looking at this as like okay this is kind of like the entryway into what's going to be a platform of spatial computing stuff like Mm -hmm. I don't know the stuff that's come out so far seems you know at least what I would describe as neat you know and it can mm -hmm. only kind of get cooler from there and I, and I don't know why it wouldn't follow like the same curve that the iPad software library yeah. did where it was like you know on day one it was like oh hey here's the iPad app but like bigger and like you can <laughs> see more on the screen mm -hmm. and then you know as as people began to kind of wrap their heads around like where the iPad was fitting inside of people's lives and um how people were using them and you started to get like really good ipad apps you know yeah yeah um, it'll take time yeah but i do think that the um all the people that were like oh i'm i'm buying this because my killer use case is using on airplanes like really underestimated how big the case is on this mm. thing the 200 <laughs> yeah. case mind you yeah which is like as large as a decent sized backpack so like in order to yeah. Like live the dream of working on a plane using your Apple Vision Pro. You're going to need to be like, I can't even imagine how much crap you would need to bring with you to do that. You know, that's your that's your whole personal item and carry on. <laughs> yes, but and the other thing is like I I am terrified of what the drop tests of this thing is going to look like. <laughs> you know, um, and and the the Verge review pointed out something kind of interesting in that like all of the uh different sort of uh, so there's like two layers of shields around i don't remember what they're called but it was like the first mm -hmm. one the is like a light shield and then there's like a pad that goes up against your face and all that connects with mm -hmm. magnets mm -hmm. which is a pretty cool little solution because um i feel like other vr headsets i have i, I don't remember if they, they like use a kind of a janky clip system or like you mm -hmm. know stick tape or other stuff mm -hmm. like that. so like the you know super strong magnets is a neat solution but i the the problem there that they demonstrated was like if you grabbed it by that thinking it was all one piece mm. like you're gonna drop the actual headset itself because the headset is heavier than what the magnets yeah, yeah. Hold. like the magnets hold everything snug but it doesn't support the whole weight of the headset so like 
Yeah. Kind of just imagining some situation where you like hand your thing over to someone that wants to try it and like grab it by the like light uh-huh. shield and the thing just like falls on the floor and the oh. front shatters and you're oh man. It's giving me cringes right now thinking about it. That's the other thing too. I want the one that could withstand a three foot drop to the floor yeah. off my couch without like yeah. being like, all right, well, this thing fucked. That's cool. Yeah. Um, do is there still is there still the guys that put the things in blenders? <laughs> I haven't I haven't well, seen them in a while. The but... Vision Pro blend. You would need like a really big blender, but yeah. I'm sure know. there's some drop test people out there just waiting. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw some today, honestly. You know, it, it seems like uh at least just based on the Mechamer Slack, like people started receiving them like a couple hours ago. So Well, like what if you what is what is the revenue you'd earn on YouTube from if you had the first drop test video? How many like well, views so would you I, need it, for it to give you the money back for the thing? The you better wrote? question is if you bought this with Apple Care, like oh, Apple Care yeah. Plus, <laughs> yeah. and you dropped it on purpose to yeah. shoot a video, yeah, can you still get it replaced under Apple Care? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it depends how popular your video is, right? Like. <laughs> If there's any drop test YouTubers out there, let us know behind the scenes. But I don't know. Overall, like I just, I mean, this is, it's, you know, neat, but I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have absolutely nothing else to talk about today. Do you have anything to talk about? I mean, we keep talking about the vision pro. Let's wrap up the show. Um, I was going uh... to. What? I played through, uh, um, I'm on the last mission of Live Alive to follow up on Oh yeah, some Steam Deck talk that we had um, a while ago. So if you haven't heard of this game, I, be- I believe it's the very first game of this sort of like uh, mini episodic uh, retro RPG that all kind of like goes together in a cohesive way that makes sense in the end, like Octopath Traveler. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought this on Steam sale a while ago and and finally uh, got around to playing it last weekend and like played through to the final mission. Basically, I, I couldn't put it down once I got started. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. It just uh, really a- extremely cool. The battle system is unlike something I've ever seen before. It's like a, a weird sort of like turn based real time hybrid with like a battle grid kind of thing. So like... Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the best way I can describe it is like, um, so, you know, on in advanced wars, your different units kind of had like different attack patterns that they could do like on, on a grid around mm-hmm. your, like, you know, like your, uh, artillery or whatever, like it had a dead zone that was like two squares, but it could hit like all yeah. this stuff, like three yeah. to five squares out or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like how every, every move your character can, can do uh mm-hmm. works in this so it's it's pretty interesting how um how positional mm-hmm. the battle is and it progresses mm-hmm. based on um so everyone has a, like a bar that fills up at the bottom and, and when it's full you can uh y- you execute whatever move you've you've decided to do and moving your guy around a square increments that bar for everyone that's not moving mm-hmm. so like you can it's kind of like a risk reward kind of thing where like you might need to like scoot your guy over a little bit to get into like a better line of fire to use a stronger spell. That's like an area effect kind of thing. But mm-hmm. in the process of doing that, like 
if you're moving like, you know, two squares up and two squares over, like those four movements might have allowed the enemies like time for that bar to charge up enough that like they get an extra round mm. of attack on you basically. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's pretty wild kind of like figuring out um, each, each, each battle feels like a puzzle as a result. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the plot's really neat. You know, you kind of go, I, I'm, I'm in the process right now of kind of like, seeing how all these things go together um mm -hmm. but but overall it's like a uh just different sort of like rpg tropes through i want to say eight different mm -hmm. time periods starting with like like your first your first one is uh and he plays in any order i just i kind of tried to do them in chronological order just because that seemed to make the most logical sense to me mm -hmm. but um you start as like a, a caveman and no one can talk, you know? So it's like the tutorial of the game almost with all just sort of like pointing and grunting and stuff, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, you still fight this kind of like bad guy at the end that it seems like is turning out to maybe like be the same bad guy or part of like the, mm. you know, more powerful bad guy that I see appear to be going to fight or whatever, which is mm -hmm. pretty much mm -hmm. similar to how the Octopath Traveler games work. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. um, huh. That's uh, you describing the battle system actually sounds interesting to me. I've never really given this much thought because I'm just not a big RPG person, but um, that actually makes it sound really cool. Yeah, the battles are neat because like you, you kind of get to a point where it's like and, and of course, there's like everything has different kind of like elemental. There's a whole elemental system of strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that. Right. So like mm -hmm. you can't always do like your your best formation that you can do with your party. Cause like I kind of figured out like, all right, so this one guy can do this like huge area effect blast. So like, I want to get that over mm -hmm. there and I want to like hide my healer guy up in the corner. So like none of the guys attack him or whatever else. But mm -hmm. you know, when you come across enemies where it's like the, I don't remember it was like a nature spell or like whatever element it was like if they were immune to it, I was like, okay, cool now or weak mm -hmm. or, or strong against it. Like you had to come up with a whole new strategy and it, it really kept you on your toes. I mean, I thought it was a mm -hmm. very cool system that I, enjoyed more than i thought hmm. um the only the, the caveat that i would that i would have that i would give to this for anyone interested in playing it is um it is one of these kind of like modern remakes of a retro game mm -hmm. um but it is still very much like the retro game under the hood and what i mean by that mm -hmm. is like i was complaining in our touch arcade discord about how like i felt like i soft blocked the game because like it didn't initially i didn't realize like how important doing like the different opportunities you have to get into these different battles because like mm -hmm. initially i was just able to basically just kind of like follow the arrow more or less and go with plot mm -hmm. point to plot point right mm -hmm. and then i got thrown into a battle that i couldn't go back out of because i was like stuck in a cave and i needed to fight this boss and it was like one-shotting me you know i was like looking online <laughs> yeah. and it was like <laughs> uh my guy was like level three or four or whatever and everyone yeah. was like oh yeah i was level 12 but a real hard time with this and i was like wait what the <laughs> fuck like so i ended up so just like, get out of like <laughs> well i ended i ended up finding like someone that was in the exact same situation that i was that posted kind of like uh here's exactly how you need to move to kind of like cheese this mm -hmm. fight based on uh the one ranged attack that you have well so mm -hmm. the other the other side of the way the battle system works is you kind of learn the uh kind of square patterns of the different enemy attacks right so they have mm -hmm. dead zones too just like you do so mm -hmm. like the cheese strap basically was like these are the these are the squares that you need to stand in so he can't attack you and mm -hmm. these are the kind of the squares that you need to keep him in so you can attack him and mm -hmm. just like 
whittled this dude down over the course of like 25 turns wow it's like the dumbest <laughs> so you beat thing. him at a level three or whatever <laughs> yeah but it was i mean i it took it took multiple attempts because like once once i kind of got it i was like okay i i see what we're doing here and like this definitely yeah. could work so i got uh i got my inspiration back to keep because like, originally like when i just got deleted on that and then realized that i was like 10 levels too low and couldn't go back i was like oh fuck mm-hmm. like i'm i'm uh, i'm like an hour into this game and i don't want to say fuck it but like at yeah. the same time, it's going to be really irritating to like replay this hour just to get to yeah. like exactly where I am, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, the 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 cheese strat turned out to be valid. It just uh, <laughs> was a little reliant on um, like the RNG of keeping that guy kind of like because what what he would do is he would like move up or down to get you in his range, but mm-hmm. the attack that he would do had a recharge time that was long enough that you could then move back out of it. You know, so it was just mm-hmm. kind of like a dance of. Oh, like gosh, the right yeah. squares you know but mm-hmm. um i don't know if you uh you know That's if you funny. like that kind of thing i would i would definitely uh check it out just be sure to when the game gives you opportunities to to earn experience take those opportunities and don't just be like oh this is weird i can just apparently skip all these battles that's fine <laughs> i feel like i probably would have done the exact same thing <laughs> yeah because like the, the way that the game kind of shows to you it, particularly in the caveman world that i started in mm-hmm. it was like oh you can go out and you can hunt animals for these crafting materials that you can you then use to mm-hmm. get equipment and it was like okay well i i mm-hmm. upgraded my guy i got some decent equipment now i'm just gonna move on to the next thing thinking that like that was it you know and this mm-hmm. but this this game is very much from the era of like uh okay here's here's where you grind now mm-hmm. and it's not and i don't mean to say that like you had to like grind for forever but it was like mm-hmm. i you know, when you see a guy that you can fight, you should fight him kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hmm. Interesting. Well, my, my current steam game I've been playing, which I've been meaning to play forever. Uh, power wash simulator. You play mm-hmm. this at all? I have a power washer, so I feel bad playing <laughs> these kind of dumb games when I could just like go outside and like, you know, do something productive, like power wash my driveway or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not as fun as this. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, this game is so, uh, it it feels like that meme where it's like, this is my hole, this hole was made for me, or whatever, <laughs> like the, the person-shaped hole. Like, I feel like this game is so up my alley, uh, but it's also so stupid. And then I'll play it, and I'll be playing it for like an hour or two, and then I'll be like, what am I doing with my life? You know what I mean? It, it reminds you of that... Um, there was like a joke in the, in one of the older Simpsons where they're at like a comic con or something. And there's like a virtual reality, like booth and all the kids are pretending to play like, uh, like yard work simulator. Or oh, whatever. Yeah. And the joke was supposed to be like, Oh, these kids would never do yard work in real life. But when it's a video game here, they are like trimming hedges and stuff. Um, and then come to find that like simulator games like that are hugely popular and have been a thing for a long time now. But but yeah, the power wash simulator one is like really interesting because um, I I don't know if it's healthy or not, but it like eats at a part of my brain that's very like OCD. And um, so when you're you're given like whatever your job is, you're either power washing off an object like a car or something or you're doing someone's backyard or whatever. Um, and the whole place is covered in like dirt and grime and stuff. And it's kind of like Mario Sunshine style where you like spray the water and yeah, clear yeah, out yeah. the the stuff so you get this really weird satisfaction from like making something like shiny and clean again 
But then you also have this like, you know, like a huge yard, like a huge area to cover with your tiny little washer stream. Um, and so like, I'm finding myself like, you know, breaking it off into sections and doing like certain things at a time and just like feeding into like that, like desire of my brain to like put things into like a specific order and stuff. And, um, and it, but it's also just like really fun. And like I said, like satisfying. And so like every object in the, in the game that you're washing has like a little meter that'll tell you like when you're it's hundred percent clean. And so it'll be funny too. Cause you're like cleaning something off and you're like, dude, I can't, I don't see any dirt or anything on it, but I'm at 99%. You know what I mean? And you have to like search and find like this one little spot or one little thing under a crack or something. Is there any kind of like indicator of like where that would be? Or you just have to like wander around sort of. So it? you can like hit a button that basically makes the dirt spots glow. Hmm. And that's helpful unless it's like a tiny little speck or if it's something that's like on the underside of something. And it's actually really interesting. It um, it kind of reminds me of like uh, uh, what's the like old iPhone block puzzle game where you like the wooden models Zen. Oh, Zenbound. Zenbound, Zen right? Yeah, Zenbound. Um, those games were awesome. But it, it was the same sort of thing where like you'd have to wrap the string around the little model, and you'd have to sometimes like get like the perfect angle to like get the string to wrap the right way. Um there's sort of a similar thing going on here. Like you're renting off a dirt bike or whatever. And you have to like get down on the ground and like look up and get like the right exact perfect angle. So you can like shoot in and hit this dirt spot, like on a part of the undercarriage or whatever. <laughs> um, so it's like and kind what? of like fun to search those out, but it can also be frustrating. Cause you're just like, I don't know what else I can do. Um, and then there's strategy involved because you can change nozzle sizes and spray sizes and, um, later on you can get like cleaning products that you have to use certain cleaning products on things. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I've, I'm super digging it. So it's... Costco right now has six power washers uh -huh. ranging from $120 for the cheapest one up to mm -hmm. $450 for the craziest wow. one, which you have pretty much no reason to buy. Mm -hmm. So like, why don't you just buy a power washer and like power wash your pool area and stuff like that instead of sitting around playing? Well, I will, but that's, I mean, there's no meter to tell me when I'm done. I feel like there's not the same sense of satisfaction. You could, you could have, what you could do is go out and get like a piece of poster board and build a meter and have Pam just <laughs> kind of like filled in with a marker. Well, you know, what's funny is that um, I've been... For like a few years now, we we built a new fence in our backyard right before COVID. So it's been almost four years. Um, and I remember being like, oh, this summer after we bought it, we built it in March or whatever. Um, I was like, oh, this summer I want to like stain that thing so it doesn't, you know what I mean? And then now here it is like four years later, I've never gotten around to staining it. So now it's at the point where I need to power wash it first if I'm going to uh -huh. try and ever stain it. And um the rest of our backyard too is all concrete. So we have a pool and stuff and it, it badly needs power washing. And then our house after being built, there's a lot of, it needs a good cleaning. Um, go, go get a power washer. There's so many things I, sh I could use a power washer for, uh, I in mean, real you life, already, I... you already learned how it works in the game. <laughs> yeah. I'm so here's a question in my the game, time. Can you, doing can it you, virtually? Can you fuck stuff up by power washing it too hard? Not that I've found so far, but I've, I've, 
you know, I've only put a few hours into it. Cause that's definitely um, a thing in real life. You know, like if you're, if you're yeah. power washing wood, you have to be careful to not like give it too much. Otherwise Blast you'll like, it apart. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like writing in your, yeah. your wood with the power washer. Basically. I didn't realize that power wash simulator, it was published by square Enix. That's kind of, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of breaking my brain right now. I also yeah. didn't realize it had so many different DLC packs. Yeah. Tons of weird collaborations and stuff too. Um, I don't know, man. This game's popular, and I get it now. No, I, I and, yeah, um, I, I know it's popular. I just, I don't know. It, it's to me, this is a lot like the uh, the lawnmower simulator, which I also mm -hmm. know is very popular. But like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I, it feels crazy to me to be like sitting on my couch, like cutting <laughs> grass on my Steam Deck yeah. when I could like, yeah. go do yard work outside and make my house look better. Yeah, no, that's uh, fair. Um, I don't know. Yeah, have you I've... have you messed around with this pal world thing at all yet? That's like apparently the no. hottest thing since sliced bread. I've got I a few uh, friends of mine that are playing it, so it's like um, I just haven't had time to jump in. But it's like uh, the the drama surrounding it has been sort of interesting because it's like Pokemon. It's like the Pokemon game that everyone wanted mm -hmm. uh, Pokemon to make, right? Like it's mm -hmm. uh, a, a online kind of like crafting-ish sort of um mm -hmm. you know monster collecting battle kind of game uh that does everything that everyone always wanted pokemon to mm -hmm. do but it's uh just generic enough that they're apparently evading um <laughs> kind of like the, the ire of nintendo i guess mm-hmm <laughs> um, what's interesting is that's a, it's an early access game right now right mm -hmm. so there's definitely like a thick layer of jank about it and but yeah. it's at the same time it's also sort of like i don't know i feel like this is like the worst place to get into with an early access game where it's like it's gotten popular enough that you're getting people to kind of like download and play the game that like maybe don't realize what early access is mm. that now are like why does this game have these things in it that feel unfinished or shitty or, or otherwise, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's 30 bucks. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It takes a certain type of person to understand you're going to spend 30 bucks on something and have it be like jank for maybe a couple years. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, the, the so they've got um, 169,000 very positive reviews right now. Yeah. So like, yeah. I don't know what kind of multiplier you should put on that to kind of like get an idea of um, how many people yeah. purchase the game. But I mean, like they definitely have resources to staff up now and yeah, really just develop the shit out of this, you know? That's true. Dude. So did you play this at all? No, it's not, I, I'm going to mess around with it this weekend. The, um, the, the thing that seems to be like the primary point of friction for people right now is the uh -huh. um, it's, sort of like um have you played rust or valheim or any of those no i never played things those. Mm -mm. so it's it's kind of like you, you need to you join a server with people on it right but mm -hmm. um as a new player you are at a extremely significant disadvantage compared to the people that have been playing for a while you know because mm -hmm. like the other people just have like more crafting materials and higher level guys and everything else mm -hmm. and there's not mm -hmm. really a great well, I don't know how it is in Pal World, but in the other in the other games, like there was not really a great kind of like catch up mechanic. It seemed like mm -hmm. so um, when I would kind of spawn into uh, like a Rust server, it would just be like, "Fuck, okay, like how do I how do I get to the point where I'm like sustained 
and can at least like kind of defend myself before someone just like comes over and like kills me in one hit. And I and mm. I don't and to be clear, I don't know what the equivalent of that is in PAL world. Um, mm. but that seems to be the primary complaint. And it it seems like putting up your own server is fairly complicated right now. Mm. Um, so people are kind of in this limbo where um, you know, they spent $30 on a game and expect the kind of like functionality of um like the minecraft realms almost you know where it's like mm -hmm. oh yeah okay cool like let's just start up a server and i'll play with my friends mm -hmm. when in reality it's like okay well starting a server is very complicated right now mm -hmm. and all you can really do is join ones that are are going and you're mm -hmm. like the lowest person around and just kind of easy pickings for people so but mm -hmm. once you get through that i guess it's a lot of fun so i, I don't mm -hmm. i am planning on messing around with it this weekend so we'll see I've never been a big Pokemon person, but I like the cut of this game's jib with all the guns and stuff. And it yeah, I mean, it's like very it, yeah. over the top. Basically like uh, Pokemon plus Fortnite plus, um, yeah. you know, these kind of like survival games. So it's like, yeah. it's seriously like you just some they just rolled the dice of like uh, <laughs> game types that are popular right now. And it yeah. landed on a Pokemon survival open world crafting. And they're like, all right, say no more. We're in. Let's uh, go. Excuse me. Um, well, that's cool. I uh, was playing uh, actually a game that was the game of the week last week, but then we didn't record, so I didn't get to talk about it. But playing a mobile game, too. Mm. Um, how about that? Uh, ugly? You ever hear of Ugly? I'll download it right now. Yeah. Um, it's good on phone. It's on everything else too. It's been out. Actually, it's it's one of those games like um, a game always comes out on you know other platforms, and then it's like what like a year or two, and then it comes out on mobile, right? Yeah. Um, this game I think launched in October or something. So five bucks plays a little yellow kind of bird looking dude, right? Is that the same game? Uh, bird looking dude, maybe. Um, it's not a great, see, I'm like, I can't even find it. It's not a great, uh, name for search, uh, situations. It's published by plugin digital. Oh yeah. I guess he is kind of a bird looking dude. I never really thought about it. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. The dude sorry. with the big nose. Um, yeah, it's good. I, I, the touch controls are fine because it's more of a puzzly. It's a puzzle platformer. That's probably more puzzle than like hardcore platforming stuff but I have been playing it with a controller. So um, I don't know if any of the fast paced parts get weird or anything like that, but for the most part, it's okay. But so the mechanic in this one is interesting too. And it's not like super new, but it's different than I've seen before. And so the premise is that you're this little dude and that you can like create a mirror anywhere you want, either vertically or horizontally. And it basically just creates a line across the entire screen. And that's like your, your mirror. Um, and then once you do that, you create a mirrored image of yourself on the other side, right? So if you put one right down the middle of the screen, you're on one side, the other dude's on the other. And then you'll, if you walk away from the mirror, you'll both walk away from it, right? Like it mirrors your movement. Jesus, oh, it's 20, 20 bucks on steam or five. Uh, I know. And so, um, so that's like not in itself super new. And there's, there's games that have done that sort of like mechanic or whatever, um, but your mirror image of yourself 
can't interact with the real world, right? So you think of a game like this, you might make an image of yourself and then you both have to hit like a, a button to like open a door or something like that. And you both stand on the button or whatever. Um, you can't really do stuff like that in this game. Um, but what you but can do you is can, you can like teleport between. Yeah, so you you tele you can teleport with your image, your mirror image whenever you want. Um, granted that you're not inside like a wall or like a part that's out of bounds or that you're in darkness. And so there's certain parts of levels that are lit with like candlelight or lights or whatever. And then there's some parts that are actually dark. And if you're if it's dark, you can't um, swap swap spots with your mirror image. But that plays into a huge part of it, too, because a lot of the game is just about getting to places that you can't get to by normal means by just running and jumping on platforms. And so you'll have to like make them. And, and the other thing that I think is interesting is being able to make horizontal mirrors, too, um, because then it's like you go lower, your dude goes higher and he can like he's not bound by you know, platforms and stuff. So he can kind of float in the air. Or, yeah, or whatever. I'm looking at the trailer, like the some of the platforming looks crazy how you kind of are able to sort of float almost between yeah, like flopping back and forth between your shadow yeah. and you. Yeah, there's so much of that going on that um, there'll be things where you're like, dude, I and it's kind of, it's not like open world, but it kind of is like the levels are pretty big and there's a lot of different doors you can go in and there's no real sense of like, go to this one first or whatever. But you sort of slowly figure out which ones you have to because everything has like a key and it's locked. And so you'll find a key and then you'll be like, well, which door does this go to? And you kind of go figure it out. But um, and then inside the door, it's like a, a much smaller like level. Um, so it's sort of like levels within larger levels that are more open worldy. And that's really cool. The progression just feels really good. But but yeah, the puzzling of like how you can use that mirror mechanic to get yourself to places you never thought you could get to is really satisfying when you figure it out. And sometimes it's something as stupid as like, okay, there's like this platform. It's just barely tall enough that I can't jump to it, but I also can't figure out exactly how I can get like my doppelganger up there to, so I can teleport to his spot and be up there. Um, and then once you finally figure it out, it's just a, a nice satisfaction, I guess. Well, so um, uh, looking at these screenshots that have like your your shadow kind of like jumping in the darkness on these like whitish blue platforms, do you create those platforms or are they there? Yeah, that's later on is that you can like um, create stuff that your your ghost version or your mirror version can like interact with. Um, and so that like adds a whole nother element to it, too, um, if he's able to like, you know, interact with physical objects and stuff. But hmm. uh, and then. The other cool part of this game is that uh, there's a lot of like story building going on, but there's no dialogue or anything like that. It's all told through the environment. The environments are super detailed and like really interesting. I'm playing on iPhone and I'm finding sometimes like it's a little tiny, but um, all the details and stuff in the background are really cool. And they actually tell a really cool story. And then there's you can trigger like little cutscene animations that also tell another story. Which it all seemed pretty messed up, actually. Like this, this dude you're playing as has had some traumatic experiences with like his father or whoever, and I don't know, not far enough to to comment. But super cool game, um, definitely worth playing. Uh, curious to see how how it ends up, but uh, yeah, I just thought it was worth highlighting because I think it works really well as a mobile game, um, as far as like you know PC console games that get ported over, um, even with all its big virtual buttons and stuff it seems to work pretty well so yeah have you um this reminds me of um have you heard of this pizza tower game 
that's like a year old now but i don't know it's like one of these things where like i don't understand like maybe got a big, uh, i don't know if it's on mobile or not it's definitely on steam but it would work on mobile let me see what's on the app store oh i've seen this game yeah i i haven't i don't know if oh it got yeah like yeah a big update or whatever but i've seen like a bunch of people talking about this like all of a sudden um no it does not look like it's on mobile i don't know it's like people are describing it as like oh do you like kind of like these sort of like puzzle platformers but at the pace of warioware Yeah, actually, Okay, which this point? looks rad. I do. I have come across this before. I'm gonna add it to my wish list. Oh, it's on sale right now. Hmm. Mm, well, Hmm. do Hmm. you need another game for your list? It's overwhelmingly positive, and it's Steam Deck verified. Oh, well, I mean, you practically, Phew. you practically have to buy it, then. Probably do have to buy it. I like the animation in this a lot too. The art style. So do It's we... almost like I... Ren and Stimpy or something. Did we talk about the, uh, I guess that would have happened last week, right? We didn't talk about the, the European Union Digital Markets Act stuff, did we? I don't think so. Yeah, the third-party app store stuff. Yeah, so this is kind of surprising. I don't remember what, what day of the week this happened last week. I think like Mm -hmm. Thursday or something like that. But it was, um, uh, so that, uh, basically the, the setting of this is the European Union uh, has been, pushing through different like regulations. You know, so while we're in the United States, kind of like doing all this like antitrust stuff, kind of like seeing um, like what direction like the Apple slash Epic sort of thing goes like on the Mm European Union side, there's like, here's how it's going to go. We just made a law. So fucking deal with it. Um, and the surprising, it, it was like so interesting, like reading the, uh, reading the story, uh, the stories as they kind of came out because like the top line, Of the whole thing was like okay apple's gonna follow this this these new regulations like so letter and now inside of the european union so two caveats to this inside of the european union and on the iphone only not the ipad you'll be able to uh download and install like any third-party app store that you want and then any kind of app that you want on off of that app store um and use any kind of payment portal that you feel like um and so you're like reading all this stuff you're like what the fuck like i never expected this in a million years to get pushed through and then you kind of get to the bottom and it's like oh okay but you need to pay developers need to pay apple a uh 50 cent per download technology fee or whatever they were calling it that that apparently um is tracking not only like the initial download, but like how many people are continuing to use the app on a month over month basis. So like if you download, um, say like, and so Epic, you know, has, has been steaming ahead being like, well, this is, this is, uh, I think Tim Sweeney was calling it malicious compliance on Apple's part, basically because Yeah. like they, um, created this whole ecosystem that sounds really good, but it's got this Yeah. like poison pill baked into it where it like, Yeah. makes very little sense for developers basically like pay 50 cents a month for people that are using apps through um through the store i don't know it's just kind of a Yeah. kind of an interesting twist because it's like you know, a very it seems like a very apple move to do this thing where it's like it kind of almost makes it seem like the 15 to 30 percent you pay on the normal app store is like the way better deal because then you're not paying for like all the people that will like download your game or app for free or whatever, and then like use it once and delete it. You know, that doesn't cost you anything. Um, Well, I, I only read like the very basic press release about this. I didn't read all the details and stuff, 
but I did think it was funny how um how much of a negative spin all their wording puts on this sort of thing. And it's like, so if users choose to download a third party yeah. app store and put themselves at a great risk at doing so and uh, potentially lose their privacy and blah, 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 you know, they're just uh, taking every opportunity to be like, this is dumb if you're going to do this, but we have to let you. Um, yeah. But I also think that that's funny that they built something like that in to make it basically not appealing at all to want to even use. Right. Yeah, um, um, David Bernard, the guy that did like Gas Buddy yeah. and other stuff, yeah, yeah. like he posted a whole bunch of math on his Twitter. I think his Twitter username is uh, Doctor Bernard, right? That mm -hmm. Sounds right. I don't know. Yeah, Doctor D R B A R N A R D. Um, good follow if you're into kind of just like general uh, mobile or you know, like Apple ecosystemy kind of stuff, and you're still mm -hmm. on Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. He like posted the math of how this works, and it's like I just like even a company operating at the scale of like Epic, like I don't understand how they make the math of this work because like mm -hmm. fifty cents per user of a free thing is so expensive. That's <laughs> yeah, something like Fortnite. I mean, they probably built this around like Fortnite as their example <laughs> to probably, just probably. like um. So, Man, so uh, Tim hilarious. Sweeney said that they're they're doing full steam ahead on the Epic Game Store for mm. European Union people mm. inside of this, and I almost wonder if their play now isn't like, uh, okay, well we're going to build this anyway, and we expect that this charge will either be uh, able to be argued in court and we'll get it paid back to us, or it'll be significantly mm -hmm. reduced and we'll be like one of the first play. I, I don't know. There's there's a mm. bunch of angles to this where this like maybe makes yeah. sense for them, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one, I think. Crazy. I was really kind of hoping that Apple would like take their ball and go home and be like, we're going to stop selling in the EU and just pull out. No, but that's like, never do that. I know. But to see them actually be like complying, I guess. But well, the, malicious uh, they, compliance. So that'll be the kind of interesting thing is, you know, the everyone's sort of used to the well i say everyone i mean like american-centric people are used to like the the pace that our government works at where it seems like we will mm -hmm. just spend like years arguing about something nothing yeah. will happen we'll find something new to argue about yeah and yeah. the original problem will still just exist for eternity mm -hmm. um the european union seems to be very fast when it comes to reacting to this kind of stuff mm -hmm. you know so mm -hmm. uh apple has i believe the deadline was let's see, March 1st or somewhere, some, sometime mm -hmm. soon in the next month mm -hmm. or two. Um, mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if they come back and are like, okay, yeah, you guys need to go back to the drawing board on this. Cause like, mm -hmm. like you're sure you might've like kind of done what we asked you, but you made yeah. it so unappealing that literally no one will do it. And that wasn't yeah. the point. Yeah. Um, well, I wonder too, if like um, there's, you know, like scammers out there, like licking their chops, thinking like, oh man, there's gonna be all these iPhone people well, have no idea. Yeah, it, it sounded like there's, um, so they're doing some level of code signing kind of similar to like a Mac application. Like, you know, when you mm -hmm. like download, you know, some random third party application and the first yeah. time you launch it, it tells you like, oh, this is made by so-and-so, like, do you still want to mm -hmm. launch it? Mm -hmm. And if they don't have that code sign in place, you got it now on whatever they call the new mac os you, man you got to jump through some hoops to mm. like it warns you like several times like hey mm. this is not signed like this could fuck up your computer like are you sure yeah. are you sure 
Okay, are you really sure put your password in again? Because like we're like this is your last chance yeah. to not do this. Yeah. Um, so it seems like with the code signing stuff, like they're at least maintaining some level of gatekeeping to keep bad actors out. And presumably mm. they would be able to revoke those kind of code signing certificates too. If mm. one gets hijacked and it turns into a scam app or something like that, I would I yeah. would assume that they'd be able to shut it off. But mm. um I don't know. It, it, interesting interesting situation um mm -hmm. to kind of see how this would pan out because like for me um i i just like don't i, I just I, it's so hard for me to imagine a third-party app store of any kind uh mm -hmm. reaching any level of critical mass to the point that mm -hmm. it would even remotely be a threat to apple yeah i mean i think of like the jailbreak days and um it never seemed like it was a, a huge number of people that would even know how to jailbreak yeah. and want to in the first place or even know what it is. Um, I kind of feel like the same way with this, like your average iPhone user isn't going to be like, all oh, right, I can download a third party app store or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, can we it, just it, sideload some stuff. Yeah. It, it wouldn't surprise me if, um, you know, like Epic was moderately successful in the Epic app store. Mm -hmm. or epic games or whatever they're going to call it and like you know maybe another couple another few of them but like the mm -hmm. magic of the iphone is how um apple has created an ecosystem that is like almost frictionless when it comes to like mm -hmm. getting things and paying for things right like yeah someone someone sends me a link or i see an ad for a game i like i i tap it mm -hmm. i hit download like maybe i do face id if i need to yeah and it's yeah. it's done i don't have to do shit you know well, me, the me of like 12 or so years ago would have been like all for this sort of thing. Cause I was, I was big into jailbreaking and there was a lot of good reasons to do it. Um, but then slowly, and we've talked about this before, I feel like Apple's added all the like, sort of like customization things people yeah. ask for and boulders I mean, and, you know, whatever, um, to where nowadays nice. I'm like, I, even if I had the option to do this, I don't think I would because I, well, I, I, I I'm I so have... bought into the Apple system that I don't really need, I don't want anything to change really. Yeah. But if you could, if you could get like, um, you know, spend a couple of minutes configuring like some third party app store to download, like, like basically what, what they're doing with alt store right now, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, to get some like really good emulators on your phone that mm -hmm. you don't need to jump through a whole bunch of fucking hoops to, yeah. to or use resign or, them every week or whatever. Yeah. And, and all that stuff. Like if, if you mm -hmm. could just like do that once or twice and kind of have mm -hmm. it done, like, I think it would it might be, be fine, cool. but I mean, like, it's true. I, it, it just, I understand that Apple to some extent ha kind of has like a duty to their shareholders or whatever to, you know, preserve their ability to make as much money as they possibly can. But like mm -hmm. at the same time, I just feel like there's this sort of like, uh, there's, there's kind of like the idealistic sort of like, we must fight this no matter the cost. And then there's sort of like mm -hmm. the realistic sort of view where it's like, okay, man, like if we just like let these people do this, like, we are still going to retain like 99% of the market mm -hmm. and to yeah. let like, you know, a couple percent off to like go fuck around over here off on yeah. third party app store land to get him to stop complaining about this constantly. Like let the baby have its bottle. I mean, just like let him go because you know, like the, 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 I don't know. I just, I, I it's real hard for me to see mm. this spiraling out of control for Apple specifically because like your typical Apple user likes Apple products are so easy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and staying, there's a lot of, you know, loud people on like enthusiast communities that think, you know, that mm-hmm. have all these opinions on the walled garden and shit like that. But like your mm-hmm. typical fucking person going into an Apple store buying the iPhone because the camera's good and mm-hmm. it does the things that they want does not yeah. give a single shit about sideloading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And getting them to sideload anything is probably, uh, you know, a, a, a why bother? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see and observe from afar. Um, it's like, sure. It's I mean, you might be to one region. The idea of not paying Apple their, their cut. I mean, like, sure. Your numbers scale better, but like, mm-hmm. I just, the, the friction of getting someone to do all this extra shit on their phone to just like get in the door of your app. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it, I don't, I don't know how you couldn't run two scenarios where it's like, right, here's, here's just the status quo where we pay Apple or cut their cut. Yeah. People are able to download their stuff with one tap versus yeah. like how many people fall off, like all the steps that would be required to get that same yeah. app. Like, I don't, I just yeah. like, I mean, it would be surprising to me if the third party app store solution was any better. I mean, like Amazon couldn't even really get it to work with like the Amazon underground stuff, you know, and, and that's yeah. a company on the scale of like Amazon. Right. That couldn't get Android people to, I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure their user numbers were like decent, but you know, mm-hmm. certainly no critical mass of, mm-hmm. you know, normal Android people that are like, oh yeah, let me like click through all these extremely scary warnings and yeah, install this other store on my phone and mess around mm-hmm. with all this stuff as opposed to just like using Google Play and having everything yeah. work. You know, well, I remember when this drama all first started a few years ago, and like one of the big questions was like, man, Apple takes thirty percent. That's a huge chunk. Like, what do they even provide? And um, a lot of people will chime in and be like, well, there's SDKs, there's lots of like support stuff. There's a lot of software they provide. They have iOS and the app store and like whatever. And those are all like tangible things that yes, they are, they are worth something. Um, But then there's like the goodwill Apple has built up and training people how to use like apps and trust an app store and buy things with a click and, you know, whatever. Um, That's something that's not tangible that you can't, build yourself to that is also valuable so i remember in the beginning i used to think like yeah man 30 percent is like way too much and i do maybe kind of agree with that still but also i never really took the time to think about the stuff that apple does provide as part of that chunk that they take um and i do think there's probably situations where it's unfair where apple didn't really do anything to make like, you know, heads up, be the biggest game in the world and top of the download charts every, you know, so like there should be a point maybe where they stop taking a cut or something. Um, And I know they like tried to work out different math for different amounts of downloads. And yes, I think, I think you only pay 15% up to, I don't remember what the threshold was, but it was, it's a lot, I think a million dollars or or something like, you know, it's so that, you know, there are arguments that they've made over the years of like, hey, you know, we we slice the cut in half for mm-hmm. I don't remember what percentage of but it was it was a high percentage, whatever it was of like number yeah. of people that, that applies to on yeah. the app store. But I almost I, I was almost half expecting as part of this to kind of like have them twist the knife just a little bit more and be mm-hmm. like, hey, check it out. Here's all this like third party app store stuff you can fuck around with if you want to. I mean, feel free. You're on kind of on your mm-hmm. own if you want to do mm-hmm. this. Alternatively, mm-hmm. like we're also sliding our rates down over here for developers that are staying inside of our ecosystem mm-hmm. to like 10% to 20% at the top end or something like that. Mm-hmm. At which point it's just like, fuck, why would I even consider using this? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs>
they should um they should like uh run a compatibility mode like an entirely different os that you have to switch to to like go to different app stores and stuff because i remember that was always such a pain in the ass where mac os 10 transition where it was like oh, oh yeah. man like i don't even want to use this app now because i have to like flip flop over to the other os um that would be kind of funny why is my why is my apple tv flashing um might be updating oh yeah, but yeah I, I don't know I, i'm real curious to see how this all pans out because i just um I think the the resulting friction in the third party app stores is going to kind of make them a non-starter for a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, except like the most stubborn in the world, of which is, you know, the our hardcore Apple enthusiasts, Tim yeah. Sweeney yeah. Uh, <laughs> and every everything else. So, yeah, um, the uh, the side effect of this that was also announced today, which was like the other big news bit, is that Apple has decided to allow game streaming apps. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Shit. Worldwide, I, that's not just yeah. an EU thing, um, which I think is cool. I I wonder why they bundled that news together with this. I think it's mm -hmm. sort of like a um, what do we even care anyway? But let's also just yeah. do it because then it makes us look better along the side this other news or whatever. But yeah, it, it also wouldn't surprise me if like the argument internally didn't come back down to like, dude, these streaming apps have been out for years. Like they've all the experience has been mediocre across the board, yeah. and there is no reasonable way to think that like that's going to change anytime soon so just fucking let them have it and like if people yeah. want to mess around with xcloud or whatever on their iphone yeah rock on you know because like yeah i mean don't get me wrong like, i've screwed with these in the past and like the experience is it's fine uh, you know yeah in the realm it's of not like great yeah fine to i would say acceptable to borderline decent is the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh kind of like spectrum of even i mean i thought that stadia was the best of them but you know it was still mm -hmm. you know in the realm of decent you yeah, know it would work I, if you have no other way to play a game yeah which um, i mean maybe that's enough but i don't know well it was just funny too because one of their arguments against allowing streaming apps was like oh it's gonna be so confusing like somebody's gonna download an app that has games library oh, in that, it it looks like the app store and blah 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 yeah and then meanwhile they're confusion. releasing like four versions of every game yeah. on apple arcade and stuff yeah um, the the app the apple excuse about not confusing people has driven me insane for yeah, literally years yeah. you know because it's like yeah. yeah it's like oh okay we can't have uh video streaming apps because they might be confusing explain to me the ipad lineup and how the apple pencil works <laughs> right yeah i know right <laughs> you know it's like all um, this stuff like i just i don't know but I, I am excited to see, I, I don't mess with the xCloud streaming a lot because it's just whatever. But I, I, I think it's a neat thing that I would use more if it did work better. And I'm I'm curious to see if the like web app experience is the the difference, uh, the, the native experience um, is the difference. Or if it's just like a, um, streaming in general, maybe my Wi-Fi is never going to be fast enough or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, um, what I found with... And, and... Fuck, this has been true since the days of on live. Like there are some games mm. that work extremely well over streaming. So stuff mm. that, you know, is turn-based, doesn't mm -hmm, require like mm -hmm. fast reaction times, like strategy mm -hmm. games, stuff like that. Those are those are arguably you could say are a, are beyond the decent threshold into are pushing into a good experience. Assuming mm -hmm. your Wi-Fi is good and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. fuck, dude, like anything fast, forget about it. Yeah. 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 Unless you have just um, like God tier internet and live like yeah. across the street from the servers that are streaming it to you, in which case it's yeah, probably pretty good. Yeah. 
Well, it will be interesting to see if like the X, the uh, Game Pass app gets updated and stuff and to try it natively and see if that makes much of a difference or not. I would just be really curious, like, and I, I certainly don't know anyone in this situation, but like, are there people out there that like xCloud is like the primary way that they consume Xbox game content? I don't know. I feel like there has to be a lot of people that use this or have use cases for it. Um, Because to yeah, me, it's, I don't know. it's, it seems like it kind of like caps out at like people that have been like, oh, yeah, I tried it. It's cool. Right. Totally. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and I guess like yeah. that new, uh, I have a few friends that think the, uh, the PS5 streaming gizmo, whatever that thing is mm -hmm. called, is pretty cool. Yeah. But I mean, that's yeah. just kind of like streaming your stuff in house, you know, like yeah. that works reasonably decent on the Steam Deck to my PC now. and stuff too. Yeah, right. You know, like that's, yeah. But but those were allowed before, weren't they? Or what were the because I remember the there was one local streaming apps were, yeah, because you could yeah. do it with Steam and stuff too. Yeah, and uh, those were fine, but you know, it's fine because you're going your device, your wireless access room. point, or your router, or whatever, do <laughs> yeah. your thing. You know, there's no right. messing around through the internet and you know, all the network conditions stuff that can get unreliable out of that outside of that and all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, something to watch. I I will definitely mess around with a, a Game Pass app if it gets updated to be. So native, are, are which... these on? The, are the, so are they just allowed now, or did they get released? I think they're just allowed now. I remember Microsoft had made a couple comments like late last year or something about like, oh, when our Game Pass app is released or whatever. Like I think they knew this was coming, and so that leads me to believe they've been working on it behind the scenes. As far as I know, nothing has been released yet. Well, um, so there's been, uh, I mean, the Game Pass app has existed forever, but it's just been kind yeah. of like a content viewer sort of like a thing. portal Actually, to Game Pass. Yeah, not used playing it so games. long that I'm not even logged in. Let's even see what it does now. That's um, true too. I don't think I'm, I'm not logged into it either because there's no well, real reason to like log into this. Originally, I did, I don't remember if it was this or the Xbox app where it was like. Um, you could uh oh yeah okay so this i don't know this was kind of neat because i remember when we were uh i believe that the context of the discussion was like oh game pass is so cool they're releasing so many games these games are huge and you can use the mm -hmm. app to kind of like oh download it, them like oh hey yeah. get this thing started downloading yeah so clean on my xbox later yeah yeah, yeah. but mm. i feel like i never did that outside of talking about how it's mm. cool that i can do right. that you know I, same yeah, like if I wanted to play something, I loaded up my Xbox, clicked download, and then came back and go 20 do something or whatever, yeah. and you know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Crazy. But that I don't know. I, I guess it's neat. I mean, you know, like if if I'm if I'm sitting in like Backbone's place right now, I'm feeling pretty fucking good about that news. I think because like yeah, you know, like that's a arguably a pretty killer use case for the backbone because like that was the other thing about the streaming stuff that. Uh, that I tried through the web app was it was like Minecraft Dungeons was the one that worked like oh, the yeah. best, but like yeah. it's like the on-screen controls were like a joke. It was yeah, you had to so really really want to play it to play yeah, it without right. a controller, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll be I'll be real curious to see how this this all pans out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, some stuff to keep an eye on. Um. I hear my poor dog wants out of his crate. So I think it's time to wrap things up. Sure. <clears throat> Anywho, uh, 
Shout out again to our Patreon supporters. If you want to help us out by supporting us on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. And you can also help us out by doing your Amazon shopping. Buy a few Vision Pros through Amazon um, using toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And um, we didn't get any emails in the last two weeks. So get on that and send us some emails. Podcast at toucharcade.com. Oh, those old school Pepsi, Pepsi challenge. No, I did the Pepsi challenge during the podcast. Well, what I, was the result? Could well, you tell which I, one was diet? I don't know why I bought uh, zero sugar. I don't know what the difference is between Pepsi Zero and Diet Pepsi. So I bought both and they taste the same. That's, <laughs> yeah. your, that's the end result of the there Pepsi you go. challenge. That's the Pepsi. That's the answer to the Pepsi challenge. Um, so yeah, thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll be back with a, another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. But yeah.